2022. It's good to have our guests with us. Amen. All of you, good to have you. Good to have home folks with us. I don't want to start mentioning them all, but good to see Rita. Good to see her able to come to church today and the good report that she received. Amen. From the doctors and uh, amen. We say from Dr. Jesus. Praise God. He is the great physician. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 22. And I'm going to preach on something that I guess is some stimulation to my mind so much, amen, that I, it's, it's just, amen, it just compiles everything that a Christian's supposed to be all into two or three verses of Scripture. Matthew chapter 22 and verse 35, amen, amen. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the greatest commandments in the law. Now that's, I'm going to preach about the greatest things in the law. Amen. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second one is likened unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophets. It all is wound up in these few verses. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. While Pharisees, they, they gathered together, and Jesus asked them, what, say, what think ye of Christ? I mean, you're asking the questions. I want to ask you one. Amen. What? Amen. What? Think you of the Messiah? What are you thinking about what you're expecting from the Messiah? Amen. Praise God. I want to title what I'm going to say Love made us do it. Love makes us. If we have love, it it it, it solves our problems. Amen. The devil comes to us from every direction, but you know what? I heard a preacher preach one time, and he said, every time I find the devil coming around, I play dead. I just don't pay attention to him. I know what he's after, and he ain't going to get me. I know what he's wanting, and he wants to disturb my, trouble my mind and, and, and so forth. I, and Jesus said we got to love him with all of our hearts, all of our minds, and all of our strength. Amen. If you'll do that, you don't have to worry about the devil. Thank you for those three. I think it was three. Amen. Praise God. Lord, we thank you for your word, and I ask you, God, to help us. Because I believe, Lord, today that there's a needful thing in the church, and that is to God to fall in love with you again. Because love, God, will cover a multitude of wrongs. Love will cover a multitude of attitudes. Love will cover a multitude of fear. I pray, God, today that you would help our minds and hearts, God, to be anointed with your spirit. God, to speak, God, of you in your greatest, in your greatest attribute, love. Help us, Lord Jesus, amen, to fall in love with you over again. Just like couples, Lord, just like the father and the mother, Lord, amen, is 
Amen. Through all the problems, situations, and raising the children and conflicts in the home, God, let them feel, Lord, the love all over again for each other. And may we feel again, God, all the love that you've shown bestowed upon us. May we somehow, amen, give it back to you, Lord, today in our love and worship for you. We ask it for your glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. And Jesus, uh, he, he uh, kind of stood alone, amen. Have you ever noticed that uh, much of the Gospels, Jesus called the disciples, but most of the Gospels, uh, stories, is Jesus ministering to other people, and uh, the, the disciples are, are standing silent. They, they're just listening to the things. That they, were, they were in school. They had their pads out, you know, and they was taking notes of what Jesus was saying. Kind of, but uh, they they didn't involve themselves in probably eighty or ninety percent of Jesus' ministry, as far as as his teaching to other peoples. They come to ask him questions, what he meant when he said. A lot of times, Amen, and uh, Amen. Uh, Jesus was. Just Jesus was attacked, and, and they didn't want to get involved, I suppose, in that. Amen. Praise God. If you'll back up in these scriptures, you'll notice that Jesus was going through a, a several different questions that was being asked to him. If you can back up to the 15th verse, when the Pharisees took counsel how that they might entangle him with talk. He, they just wanted you to keep talking, keep talking, Jesus. And they was trying to find some reason to catch him in his talking, amen. And they, they asked him, amen, amen. They, they sent out unto him their disciples and, and the Herodians saying, Master, we know that thou art a teacher or a true teacher, and you teach us the ways of God. Amen. In truth, neither carest thou of any man, for thou regardest not the person of men. Tell us these. Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Amen. Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar? They wanted to, they wanted to seek the government of the Rome upon the, Jesus and some of his things. They wanted to find some reason why that they get the they get the the uh, the, the Roman soldiers down. They wanted to, to to catch Jesus in words. They were trying to entangle him in words. And of course, Jesus, you know, he, he man, he said, "Give me a coin, you know, and and uh, show me the tribute money." And, and uh, he said, "Whose inscription is upon this?" And they said, "Caesar's." Well, give it to Caesar, whatever is Caesar's, and give it to God, whatever is God. Amen. And you, you, we—they uh, had nothing to say about that. They—they they could not entangle him. Amen. So here come the Sadducees, and they—they they tried to entangle him with this. Amen. That they was telling about some some father that he had. Uh, he had uh, seven sons. Amen. And they each one of them. Amen. The elder he married and his, he died, and his wife was given to his brother, and so forth. You know the, the history of that was the way it was to raise up children, and he they kept on. And finally, the last one died, and and and, and, and whose wife shall he be in the resurrection? Amen. And Jesus answered and said to them. You do error not knowing the scripture. 
And we're, we're talking to the we're talking to theologians today. He's saying you don't you don't understand what you're talking about because uh, uh, you, you're you're trying to take the law and twist it to your own desires, Amen. And you know the story. There in the resurrection, there's not going to be marriage and giving in marriage, Amen. We'll be in the as the angels, and um, I uh, kind of. Maybe I won't be wondering very much longer. I'll be finding out. But right now, amen, I, I don't know. I, 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 I have not seen and ears not heard. It has never entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. That's scriptural. You cannot imagine, amen, the biggest surprise that you will get is what you thought was there it won't be there. And uh, the gold and silver, I'm sure, will be there because he said it was going to be there. And I suppose that's what our, our minds are on, but it don't do you no good. Amen. And then after all those that finally, they failed to get Jesus to respond in any way that they could entangle him with words, and one of them asked him, maybe this will work, tempting him. Verse 35 is a text. They're tempting him, saying, Master, what's the greatest commandments? Now, we'll get him there. Amen. And Jesus told us, and he told us, I say, to love, to love, to love God with all your hearts, all your souls, with all your minds, amen. Hallelujah. Now, the, uh, the law, is, uh, as far as the uh, Talmud was concerned, in the, in the uh, time of Christ, they had their own laws uh, that written down. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm reading this, and not from my own uh, discovering, but I'm reading this from another uh, theologian. He said there were 613 commandments in the law that the Talmud was written. The scribes and lawyers had figured all that out and got it. There are, there are 365, that's one for every day, of commandments, amen, that, that, that is negative to us, or negative commandments. They are the do's and don'ts and so forth. And, and then there is 248, amen, positive affirmations, Amen. In the law that the children of Israel was to keep during the time, amen, when Christ came along. And the law regarding the Sabbath, amen, amen, uh, was communicated, amen, to the people. of, and, and they was always trying to catch Jesus and breaking the law of the Sabbath, as we would, we would quote in some many, many scriptures. Amen. And, and that, that love, amen, we say, thou shalt love. Jesus said it. The, the law says it. Amen. Thou shalt love the Lord God. Amen. Amen. With all your heart, with all your mind. Amen. We have, we, we have a problem with just loving God because of generation. I mean, the, the generation we are living in now is has got so become so uh, activated by the things around us. I. Uh, I heard some preacher say it 
a few weeks ago that uh, they believe that the uh, the uh, the uh, the information that we have and the what we would call the the uh, Games that the children play and we play, I guess, or we play, or you, you guys play. I haven't played a game in years, even on the computer. But, but they captivate our time and effort. And so it's, we, we're, we're, it becomes, as he said, he said, I think it becomes our God that we, we pay more attention to and, and, and we're more directed, amen, in our lives toward, amen, amen. But Jesus is going back to Deuteronomy, amen, to Moses. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verses 4 and 5 when Deuteronomy, amen, give them the, the crux of the law, amen, that we've got to love God with everything in us. He's got to be the focus of our life, amen, amen, hallelujah. And Jesus, uh, he, uh, he, he, he took it one step at a time. Amen. And, and it was, to, to me, I'm just going to explain it one step at a time. You got to love, love God, amen, with all of your heart. Yeah, I, 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 I understand that. I understand that we have a lot of relationships and so forth. And but God has got to be first and number one in our minds and hearts. We got to. That's what we've heard preached this week. We heard it preached. This is where, amen, it's where I'm grabbing my, my mind, amen, that our focus has got to be on God, amen, all the time. Amen. Well, you understand what I'm saying. He's got to be the director of your life. We take it, amen, day by day and moment by moment. But God has got to be involved in our lives, we go to get up and go to work in the morning. God's got to be involved in that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says God is love. That is it. The, the most, I guess, quoted scripture in the Bible is John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. That should not, there is saying, with many people have heard about it, and they should never, anybody that's heard about Jesus should never, should never be lost. Because after all, if you fall in love with him, The need of this hour is to just to fall in love with Jesus over again. And if I was uh, trying to put this and tie it into this day, Father's Day, I would say that every father and wife or mother, amen, needs to fall in love again with each other. That's what Jesus said, the second, that's the second commandment. Love your neighbor or love your husband, love your wife, love your children. Amen. Because I, I, I had some statistics that I did not bring with me, but uh, they were quoted th this past week. I believe it is. And the questions was, they asked questions, and they asked, uh, who is the, who's the most important person in your life? 
And the reason why I'm not preaching that, because it was pretty bad on men. Uh, I think it was, I think the mother, or the, or the mother was, had 70-something percent of the most important person in the person's life. And uh, the next, they had three with the mother, others are the father. And the fathers didn't come in very close, very, not very close at all. We were less than 20% of the people say the father is the most important person in our life. And so uh, I didn't feel like that we was, maybe may I should have preached on it and said, hey, you fathers, you've got, to, you've got to pay more attention to people, especially your wife and children, because they, they put you way down the list. Amen. But I wanted to put somebody else there today in my preaching. Amen. Love has got to be the driving force of our life. Loving God, loving souls. Loving God and loving souls. These scriptures I read to you, they, they, they're... They reveal the character that the saints, amen, that ought to be seeking more after Jesus than, than anything else in this world. I dare say today, sitting in this congregation, there is many, many, many people. Their minds have wandered off to work and to other things and other attentions and other things that... Even sitting here with the worship, saying, let's worship God. Your mind is not in worship God. Your mind is somewhere, amen, with something. It's filling the void, amen, your spiritual needs. Amen. Love with all your heart means to, he's got to be the center of your faith, the center of your being. Amen. Amen. Your heart is it's not the thing that beats here. It's that center of or your own being. It's got to be filled with God's love. It's got to be, He's the most important one in my life. All your soul, that basically seats of affections. Whatever you 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 have for infections and desires, that's the soul. You've got to love him with all those desires and law, those ambitions and things. He's got to be in control of that to have God have your life in your heart, and then all of your mind. Amen. It's the home of thought and reason. Decisions are made. Amen. And the body carries them out. But the body may be, amen, the, the part that entices or pulls at you. But, amen, the choices is made in your mind. And that's where we got to have the control of our minds. Amen. And know i got to love God. I've got to serve God. And you've got to have the future, in, amen, in your mind. Because that's got to be the thing that's got to drive you. Drive you. Your mind has got to know, hey, this life is going to soon be over. And what I've done on this earth, it's not going to be worth anything except what I've done for Christ in this life. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. You've got you've to keep your mind under the control. And he'll keep your heart and your soul under control. Amen. Amen. You've got to have affections and desires and, and understand that God wants to be number one in your life. Hallelujah. This all, all of these, amen, keeps you where you can be full of the spirit and full of desire and driving, amen. God can be controlling. I do not believe, I do not believe that God is silent in this generation. I believe that man has pushed God's voice so far aside. It's hard to hear the voice of God anymore. And brothers, we got to get that. We got to get some hearing aids on that. We got to make sure that God can communicate with us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hearing the voice of the Lord. Praise God. All your thoughts. Amen. The ever God has got to be filtered through God's purpose in our lives. And I wanted to say this probably a little bit later on in my message, but. And I'm almost refrained to say it, but but it is a truth that I don't like to talk about much. But sitting in one of the largest congregations of a camp meeting, and uh, you can maybe figure out where those are. Some of you can. I don't know. But there was a camp meeting some years ago, a large congregation. The preacher was preaching such a powerful sermon on just exactly what I'm preaching on right now. Getting the people to think and to understand and determined with convictions, amen, and and with affections and, amen, in the mind to know, amen, that this life is very, very short. And you're going to spend eternity somewhere. The man got up, pastor of a church got up from the, from the platform, walked out the door of that congregation that was such, had such a powerful move of the spirit, called someone and said, come pick me up, and left that camp meeting. He destroyed his wife, his family, his children, his church, all because his flesh took control rather than his mind. And that's as much I want to say. But brothers and sisters, you got to make sure that your mind knows where it is, where you're planning on going, amen, and your commitment to it. It doesn't matter what your flesh thinks, what your flesh does or says. Amen to it. Let you let them know I've got you under control. Amen. I'm not going to let, amen, my spirit, amen, be, amen, get under the control of my flesh. I'm not going to allow my spirit, my desire, and my hunger in my future, amen, get under control of something, amen, that's going to take me to hell. The greatest attribute, God, amen, amen, you can attain from God is the love of God and the, for the love of man. And that's exactly the scriptures that I'm talking, preaching to you today, amen, amen. For God so loved the world, he did his part.
Christianity is a religion of principles. It's a, it's a living, it's a religion of principles. The principles, amen, are for us to, amen, to rest and hope on, to give a director of our lives, amen. All the rest of everything we do makes no, uh, should not ever be in control. It doesn't really matter. We've got to keep our spirits under control. We've got to keep our minds on, on the Lord. Love him if you love God. I heard another story. A minister's person who was sitting at his desk one, one day, and the person walked into his desk and said, I'm through, slammed the uh, Sunday school book. She was, she was a Sunday school teacher. I'm, 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 I'm finished. She had her feelings hurt, and uh, she was just mad at something, and, uh, and, uh, and, and she was ready to quit just over some attitude that she had. And the preacher said, uh, well, uh, why don't you just uh, go in there and tell God what you just told me? I want you to go into the auditorium and tell God just, I'm through with you, and uh, I'm not coming back, and, and so forth. He said she went in there, and uh, she, she was kind of a little grumbling there for a while. You didn't know what she was hearing. He was saying, she was saying, but he said in about 10 minutes, she was crying. I said, God, forgive me. God, have made my attitude. Lord, forgive me because I was thinking of myself and I wasn't thinking about you. She came back in and said, I'd like to have my Sunday school book back. Here it is. I want you to know something. We, before we leave church today, we ought to make sure that we got our focus right. Loving God with all of our hearts all of our minds and all of our strength. Amen. The devil has no, no chance, amen, with a spiritual attitude like that. Otherwise, we're in a battle, and I don't think there's a lot of battles we go through that we ought to be not, should not be fighting because they're because we are not, amen, folks in the right direction sometimes. You know what Jesus said? Get thee behind me, Satan. I, I've, I've heard what you said, but... That that came out of the mouth of the devil. You're not speaking words, amen, of spirit. Get thee behind me, Satan. You don't even know what you're talking about, amen. Jesus said that. Man is the focus. Amen. The man is the focus of the whole gospel message of reaching the lost. And we heard that and and I, I, I've got convicted, I've got whooped, amen, in the last few days, and I, I want to come up and whip a little bit on you. Because God, we, 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 we're not doing God's business. It doesn't matter how far you climb in life, if you're not climbing the ladder, amen, of, of spiritual success, amen, that we are not really fulfilling what God asks us. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I, I got a call this morning from a guy from Romania. He was, uh, he was saying, Happy Father's Day, Dad. And just roll back in my mind of what life's all about. And I told him when he felt his call to the ministry, to, to missions, 
And he, he, he was trying to confide in me and try to convince me that he felt like God was calling him. And I told him, I said, son, it doesn't matter, matter if I ever see you again in this life. We'll have all eternity to enjoy each other. <laughs> because that's more important than the associations of this life. Amen. Man's not going to live but bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord. Praise God. I want to, I want to, I want to read a few scriptures, and um, I've got to hurry, but I want to read a few scriptures from 1 John chapter 4. And uh, this is the loving, this is, this is the disciple that Jesus loved. And I know, I know uh, who said that. It come out of his own mouth. It's in the Bible. But that, then that disciple whom Jesus loved, John said that he knew Jesus loved him. But he loves you and you too also. But John was trying to give instructions to the churches. And here's what he said in Saint, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7, beloved let us love one another, for love is of God. And love, one that loveth is born of God. He that, excuse me, and every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. There's somehow in your mind in your battles of life that you have as Brother Harrelson was teaching this morning in Sunday school class, if there's aughts or feelings or attitudes, amen, that's first got to be cleaned up before God can start moving and really putting the love in our hearts that we, we need. Amen. Verse 11 of this same chapter says it like this, Beloved, if, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. He didn't stop. Verse 16, and we know, or we have known and believe that the love is that God hath, hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Henceforth is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of the judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Therefore, if no fear, excuse me, excuse me, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts us out fear. I heard, I heard someone preaching. He said, this is the most fearful generation. We're afraid, afraid about the nuclear weapons, and we're afraid about this, and we're afraid, and we're, we're, we're always living, we're always living in, in, in a, and he pulled ourselves into generation. I heard a person talking uh, some many years ago now, and he said that there was, there was two or three things that this, this generation has that, that, uh, that nobody else uh, has had to contend with. And he said, number one of those things is television, but it caught, put, put both people in the house, amen, so they could get entertained themselves by just sitting in the house. 
And the second thing was an air conditioner because they closed their doors and windows. And so they were all, amen, consumed on themselves. And when we get consumed on ourselves, we miss exactly what God is wanting us to be. He's wanting us to be reaching out to the people rather than not, amen, drawing ourselves away from them. Amen. This is where I was trying to get to my sermon. Amen. This is where we, amen. Because we are, we, we've got to reach our world. The gospel message, some of the last words of Jesus was this, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And also, in Acts, the first chapter, you've got to receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You're going to be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to all of the parts of the earth. We've got 70,000 people in this city. And many of them don't know, don't know where this church is, don't know where, what we believe, and don't know what we have. But I want to tell you a story. Last Saturday, I uh, I met about about two months ago, a month or two ago. I I met a person, walked up to me in 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 one of my favorite places. I'm not, not exactly the favorite one, but Goodwill store. And uh, and walked up to me, and she she I don't know where she filled this to figure this out or not, but she figured out I was a minister and. She wanted to give me some ties. And, uh, well, praise God, how much you got there? You know. Uh, would you take them? Would you take, would you take some ties? And I said, well, yes, I would give it to the church, you know, whatever. She said, it's my husband's ties. He don't go to church anymore. He used to preach, and his father was a preacher, and they founded, the, well, one of the churches here in the city. His father did. But now he got mad at people, and he, he got angry, and he refused to go back to church, and he said, I'm never going to foot dock the doors of a church again. So she just said, well, I'm gonna, I would like to give you his ties. He ain't, gonna, he ain't going to wear them anymore. And so I said, well, okay. And she said, I'll call him and let him know we're coming to get him. And she called him, and there was quite a conversation. Phone off like that, like she had. And it wasn't all that, it wasn't all that nice. She started crying. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I, she didn't know who I was, you know, you and my name and nothing. I'm I'm sorry, but uh, he's just that way or whatever. So I I started praying for him, praying for them. Prayed about two or three weeks, and I said I'm going to find them. Only thing I knew was the uh, the street that they lived on, and it was it's quite a it, pretty long street. And I, I got out of the car, and I was, I was just uh, door, going door knocking, passing out tracks, inviting people to church. I, 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 I had made three houses, moved my car up a little. And, and, and as I sit there, 
there was a couple come walking down the street. And I had prayed the Lord over those tracks, but I was praying also that I could find this couple. And I sit there in the car and waited till they got close to me and I got out and introduced myself to them. And guess who they were? God sent them right down the street to meet me. I don't know where how far I'm going, but I'm going to tell you what, I got a real nice fellowshipping with them. And uh, you never know, there's probably hundreds and thousands, maybe thousands in this city that their need is to fall in love with Jesus again. Amen. Get some of the bitterness out of their hearts. That's what I guess some of us need sometimes. Amen. To make sure that our heart is clean, not only toward God, but to our brothers and sisters. And then God's going to use us at a revival, I believe, will come to his church. Shall we stand? Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. St. John chapter 13. Jesus is sitting. Jesus is sitting in, in the upper room with the disciples, eating the last supper and giving some of them instructions. Amen. He's talking to them because his time has come. Verse 33, St. John chapter 13. Little children, little children, yet a little while, and I'm with you. You shall seek me. As I have said unto you, to, unto the Jews, whether I go, you cannot come right now. Hallelujah. But I'm going to give you a new commandment. A new commandment I'm going to give unto you. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this shall you know that you're my disciples. If the love of God is in your love of God shed abroad in your hearts. This shall you know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. And I don't know why exactly, but I just do believe that our desires is for revival. And may we somehow make ourselves just like we do for spiritual life. We've got to clean out everything before the Spirit comes in. We need to clean everything else so we can, revival can come to us. Lord Jesus, let it be God today that our minds and hearts would say, I'm not going to listen to the voices of conflict. I'm not going to listen to the voices that pulls my, it added my attitude. I get so troubled sometimes when I'm, Lord, I'm hearing the news that I get so frustrated, God, I have to cut it off. 
But oh God, I don't want to get frustrated. That I want to shut your voice off when God, something's not going like I feel like it ought to. I want to open my heart to you, Lord, and let you speak to me and guide me. Because God, I want your love in me. But I want your love through me too. In Jesus' name, in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. Would you come to the altar and pray? You men folk today, you've got you've got in your hands, your fathers, you've got in your hands the next generation. Leave an example. Leave an example to Because of you, my cloudy days. Oh.